Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Greetings wrestling fans everywhere. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. And I'm Jay Tilly. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave, where today we're going to talk about AEW, a great show that we call Dynamite. What is going on, JT? How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I am feeling it. I am. Uh, I had a great time watching the show. Um, I watched a couple of the segments multiple times, <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not going to lie, I did fast forward for a minute through one section that will, hopefully you'll understand why, and <laughs> the commentators did a great job. I, you know, every time I watch Tony Schiavone, I just think about yesteryear when he was, when he was, it's Sting, and yep. uh, he was doing WCW. It's, it, it was a really, really fun show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I had a couple issues with, well, not issues, but a couple things I'd have liked to see differently. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I, I liked the show. I thought it was a, a very good, uh, I wouldn't say one of their best ones, but a very good show. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely go through the rundown because I bet I can guess where you fast forward through. <laughs> but uh, there was a couple parts that I wish I would have fast forwarded through, but eh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get through it. So I, I, I enjoyed the show overall and... Uh, yeah, I'm curious to, yeah. to walk through it and see what you say. So, yeah, I, as I always, really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the crowd in Phoenix. Yes, the, uh, they were really, really responsive. Um, you know, to my uh, sister Shannon and and brother in law Bob, they're out there in the Valley of the Sun. Um, I don't know if you were out in the crowd hyping them up, but uh, she <laughs> she wasn't in the crowd. But 
Um, really, really good uh, crowd reaction when the acclaim came through, when Ricky was talking, anytime you needed the crowd to get involved to sort of elevate the action in the ring, the crowd was there. It was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree that it was uh, definitely a hot crowd. Um, I think it's a new market for them, which is probably part of the reason it was so hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good crowd. And uh, just like Dynamite usually starts off, we start off right with a match. We uh, jump, st- show starts, boom, here we come, Dynamite, woo, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And Orange Cassidy's music hits. And we got Orange Cassidy coming out and then Yuta. So we get Orange Cassidy and Yuta as our first match. I like this match. There was a, It starts off with some good chain, res- chain wrestling. And, and like the respect between the two and, you know, they were friends. So they were kind of acting like friends. And then like what, a couple minutes in the match, Cloudy comes out, smacks the taste out of Yuta and tells him to stop, stop wrestling and fight. And I thought that was great. I was like, okay, cool. And from there on the, the tone of the match and everything changed. Yuta turns it up, becomes a lot more violent. Um, he gets pretty stiff. They do some work on the outside through some tables and he's, uh, uh, you know, just beating the crap out of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and then he's got him in the corner and he's chopping him and chopping him pretty stiff. Orange puts his hands up, stop, stop. And then puts his hands in his pockets just to piss <laughs> off Yuta some more. Yeah. And Yuta goes off and, and beats him down a little bit. A couple of high spots is uh, they, they exchange that spot. And then there was a couple of the, uh, where they were trading off each other's pins. So the, the seatbelt to the mouse trap and back and forth, which I thought was pretty cool. That was awesome. Just the exchange and it's like you're, and I don't want to say unpeeling orange, but it's like he's slowly evolving, even though, you know, and we talked about this before, like who would you consider the four pillars? I mean, he's almost an original. He's holding a title Yep, and the crowd loves him. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily argue with him or argue with anyone to say, hey, I think Orange Cassidy is one of the pillars. I mean, that anyone really could make an argument. So, And to see Wheeler uh, develop from what he was in Best Friends to what he is now, it's a, uh, you know, that's kudos to uh, AEW in that development and the maturing of all the wrestlers. It's awesome. It was good. Uh, like I said, stiff match back and forth. Um, I did also enjoy the exchanging of the hammer and uh, anvil elbows where, uh, you know, Yuta's doing the Black Bull Combat one and uh, Orange catches him. And I think that's when they start exchanging pins and hits him of his own. Uh, ends up with an orange punch and then Yuta kicks out. I was like, oh, okay. Hits him with a mm-hmm. beach break and Yuta kicks out. I was like, oh, snap. All right. But he's on his knees, knees and as he's on his knees, he's doing the, you know, come on, bring it, bring it. And man, he hits him with one of the stiffest orange punches I've seen. I don't know if it's because of the way he was on his knees, so it was kind of different for him to, to angle it or what, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a uh, a stiff-looking um, uh, punch, and then he finally gets the one, two, three. So really appreciated that. I uh, thought it was a strong match. Uh, the story throughout the match and the story threads I thought were great, too. You had the respect between them to start with because they were friends. Then you had the Black Bull Combat stuff sprinkled in with Claudio kind of going, what are you doing? Get your stuff together. So now it becomes more aggressive. Then you had the hug in the middle where Orange Cassidy just kind of hugs him. And Yuta's face is just nothing but pure anger. 
<laughs> I just yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match. I, I a hot opener. I mean, Orange Cassidy is hot. Like he mm-hmm. he can almost do no wrong right now in the company, and and every program they put him in, he does pretty well. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good good hot opener, and enjoyed the, the beginning of uh, Dynamite. Was off to a, a pretty good start for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think the Claudio coming out, popping him, and then coming back out at the end of the match. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like you better not hug him. Yeah. And uh, he goes and grabs his pure title and, and makes his way to the back. Yeah. I forgot to cover that, 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 yeah, he wanted the hug at the end of the matches, like the show respect and, yeah, you know, Claudio's like, don't you dare and pulls him <laughs> right out of the ring and, or didn't right. pull him just kind of like pointed like the disappointed dad mm-hmm. and uh, you'd just kind of, okay, dad, I'm coming. <laughs> the build up to that, I thought was pretty good too. They had that little vignette where, you know, you let them uh, treat me like a clown. Then you replaced me with an actual clown. And then, you know, I roll with the three baddest dudes. And, you know, even like how his facial hair has grown, it's, you know, a little more gruff, not as clean cut as it was a few months ago. And the violence that, that the Blackpool Combat Club is, are bringing right now definitely showed in the, the last three-fourths of the match. So where yeah. this goes and as ring of honor gets their own program and that title i think will be featured a lot better or a lot more anyway uh, yeah that'll that'll be awesome 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 development of of his character and the credibility of the of the peer title yeah i i agree and uh yeah he even made the made the line of uh you know, I, I you kicked me out and now I'm a bully. And I was like, oh, okay, bullies usually aren't good guys. So definitely seems like a slow heel turn for him. Yeah. All right. Well, then we go from that match to backstage with uh, Uno and Page. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and is kind of telling Uno, you know, I told you not to get involved. And Uno just kind of snaps and says, yeah, but I didn't care. You know, we, we've been listening to you. Now it's, now it's time for us to go out and do it. And makes Hangman promise to stay in the back and not get involved. Which was good. I like that. And then hits him with the line with, you know, I'm going to show Moxie why they call me evil Uno. Mm. So I thought it was decent promo. I mean, not a whole much, lot, much more to say about it. Just a good promo to get ready for the main event. Yeah. Then we've got uh, Starks. Music hits and he's coming out to the ring. And <laughs> million bucks, man. <laughs> like that suit, a green suit. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, look, he looked good. He looked strong. So he walks out to the ring, commercial break, come back, and he's in the ring with an open contract. But before he gets to that, he talks about how it's obvious that the Blackpool Combat Cub doesn't want to do anything with him. And kind of like maybe something I said in a couple podcasts ago where he just said, cool, I'm over it. I don't want you anymore. And played the uh, played played Jer- Jericho's ego against himself because I thought it was like, oh, I said he could do that. I said, that's what I want him to do. So it was kind of cool to see it happen. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of says, you know, Jericho obviously doesn't want to rematch me, and that's fine. I've beat him. I, I don't need the rematch. So here's an open contract, open to anybody that wants to come out and sign it. Uh, you know, as, as his song says, the revolution is televised, and he will be on revolution. Then Jericho's music hits, and I'm like, damn it. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to get away. I thought they were just going to leave it, and it was going to be done. But no, Jericho comes out and, you know, talks to his game like, oh, I'm not done with you yet, blah, blah, blah. But go ahead and have anybody sign it. <laughs> And Peter Avalon comes out. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. like this is going to happen. And he hits him with the Judas effect. Well, mind you, he's wearing that spiked, uh, I guess, almost like Painmaker 
um, jacket he wears. I'm like, how did he Judas affect him and not stab him in the face? Yeah, not kill him. Jeez. Yeah, I was really surprised at that. But yeah, so Judas affects him. Then he goes to the ring and talks a bunch of trash. And, you know, I, I, I could sign that contract. And Ricky Starks is like, okay. And he goes, yeah, but you can't beat me, you know, without your cronies. No, I could absolutely sign that contract. And, and I'll even put it in there that I could beat you without my, with the J, without the JAS involved. And, um, he's like, I, I just don't have a pen, so I can't sign it right now. <laughs> Ricky Starks, like, oh, well, I, I happen to have a pen. And I've never heard such a pop for somebody clicking a pen because he totally for, did the list thing from what? He, as he eight slowly, years ago? Yeah. Uh, as he slowly raised it up. And then he clicked it, and everybody's like, "Ah!" So yeah, huge pop uh, for the the pen click, and signs a contract and, and writes in there uh, an addendum to it that uh, the JAS will not come out, and and then you know he hands it back to him. He says, "You you trying to get one over on me, but I know what you're trying to do, and I nobody outsmarts Jericho." And as he turns around, he starts to smile and looks dead at the camera with this like smirk, sly man. ass grin. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was that great. Was awesome and then he looks out to the crowd and kind of you know gives yeah. gives a little oh man that was that was smooth uh he got exactly what he wanted he got i think again too they he proved that he was over and he just said some comments like hey no you know i know you can beat me and so you mean to tell me that you know that i can beat oh yeah absolutely you know nobody out nobody outsmarts chris jericho that's why I'm the Ocho and <laughs> so good. Yep. And we, we talked about the, the Jericho problem, right? And he's not really reinvented himself, but he went back to a part of his character that everybody liked. And, yeah. you know, it might be a one-off today. Um, it might be a return, you know, tomorrow. Um, I can't wait to see this match, how it's going to go. And, uh, what character he brings to the ring and what character Starks has to face at a revolution. This card is really seriously shaping up to be amazing. And uh, with some of those free agents out there, um, I'm digging around trying to find what rumors on who's going to be there. And I'm really excited with, with some of the people that aren't exclusively signed to, you know, the NWA and, uh, triple a and and uh right. don't have any visa issues so I, I think this is gonna be fun yeah we could be in for some surprises for sure leading into it yeah yeah i was curious if the jacket uh wasn't a hint at the pain maker gonna be who he's mm. gonna face yeah just because it was a weird jacket to wear it's not it's not the jas jacket that he wears mm-hmm. it wasn't flashy it was very pain maker so i was kind of curious if like hmm, is this a little hint are we yeah. hinting to the fact that it's gonna be the pain maker which would be a twist on it, at least, maybe may yep. a little more interesting of a match. So, absolutely. Uh, we go from that to all the tag teams talking about being in the battle royal. This was good. I kind of like this. The clips of each of them, you know, and what they're going to do and how they're going to win. Uh, I, the one that stuck out the most to me was the best friends, though, where you know he's, I'm, I'm just angry. I don't know why I'm angry, but I'm so angry. And then Trent goes, and I'm not even going to guarantee anything. I'm so angry. I was like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it did its job. Uh, everybody that was in it, the Butcher and the Blade and, and, and all the teams. Um, then we roll right into the, no, I'm sorry. Then we roll into the acclaimed Big Bill and Moriarty match. And 
Uh, don't have a whole lot on that. The rap was decent. A couple jokes yeah. about, uh, you know, Lee Moriarty's mom and doggy style and mm-hmm. some jokes about uh, Big Bill being soft, S-A-W-F-T, which <laughs> I kind of like that. I thought that was a pretty good throwback. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the match goes on. Uh, I don't have a whole lot. It was pretty much a, a squash, really. It didn't take a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a whole lot of over-the-top action. Uh, I did like Tony Tony's comment of, uh, <laughs> I think they were going for a uh, scissor me daddy ass in the corner, and Bill Bill comes in and like wipes them all out. <laughs> and Tony goes, I always say, there's a time for scissoring and a time for not scissoring. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I popped hard on that line. I even backed it up to see, is that really what he said? Did and he it just tripped really me out. Say, yeah. It made me laugh. Uh, and then the guns come out and jump daddy ass, and the commentators make a good point saying that he isn't a contestant, so that's why I didn't get to EQ'd. I'm like, okay, you don't really have to go that in deep explain to us, yeah. but whatever. And yep, so jump daddy ass, uh acclaim, hit the finisher, get the win. I don't have a whole lot uh, to say about this one. It's a pretty good exhibition match. Uh not a five star banger, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Just uh it was it was there for the acclaimed to be on TV who are super over oh, and man. are definitely still getting the pops and, and everything. So Yeah, they the acclaim looked strong. And kind of like what we talked about, like, why were they messing around the week after losing the title? Um, it didn't seem like they were they were messing around. Um, Lee Moriarty and Big Bill, both very credible uh, wrestlers. Just it, I thought it was a good showing. Like you said, even even though it was a squash match, I think I think it got the job done. It's building toward what we'll see next week. There'll be one more. There'll be another battle royal, the Casino Royale battle royal for the tag team. Yep. And then we'll get the four-way dance for the uh, tag team title. So that will be that'll be good. So. Yeah, I'm I'm curious with the uh, I'm curious if they're going to do a surprise entrance into the four-way mm-hmm. dance. I don't know. We'll get into that because that that match is coming up here in a little bit. Um, the big battle royal. Uh, do you mean in the match, the four-way match? At yeah. Revolution, or do you mean a surprise in the Casino Battle Royal? The Casino Battle Royal, because yeah, when they do those Casino Battle Royals, you you typically mm-hmm. um, you typically have the uh, Joker being a surprise. So it it could just be Sting and Darby Allen. I don't know. It could be anybody, but I'm oh. curious if they bring out somebody um, new, or if they yeah. just go with you know somebody who hasn't been on TV in a while, like a Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, then we get uh, time for Christian Cage to come out. Uh, I thought this was pretty damn good, too. Yeah. Uh, so Christian walks out, and <laughs> he doesn't even get a word out, and he gets a hell of a spear Bam. from Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy puts the beat down on him. Pretty aggressive. Looks great. Uh, pretty, you know, It's like one of those, like, oh, he's really pissed at him kind of beat downs. Mm-hmm. Then he gets the two chairs, like he's going to concerto him, and sets him up and can't quite push himself yeah. to do it pauses hesitates then he decides he's going to do it and by the time he raises the chair up uh christian's kind of recovered and nutsacks him right Wang. right into balls yeah. uh doubles him over and then he proceeds to beat the shiz it out of yeah. uh out of jungle boy slamming his head into the, uh into the chair over and over again we had our first juice of the night won't yeah. be the last juicing of the night. No, the first won't. juice of the night. <laughs> yeah, just just slamming his head there. Uh, really good, good selling job from Jungle Boy. Uh, way to immediately heat this back up after it's been gone. Yes. 
because I'd been kind of wondering how they were going to heat it back up because it's been gone so long and, you know, what's Christian going to say? And, and this is perfect. This is a perfect way to do it. This is the perfect way to reignite the feud and make us all go, oh, yeah, they really hate each other. So I, I think yeah. this is this is exactly what they needed to happen. I would say not have Jungle Boy on TV next week, sell this head injury beating that he took, and then just have him show up at Revolution for the match and, and yeah. leave the heat stay. Uh, if he is on TV, maybe a passionate promo, but with some of the other promos going on in AEW right now, I don't know what they yeah, can do. Not, so, yeah, I don't know that he's got the strength on the stick to, you know, hold a candle to the edges and the Daniels and the MJFs without. Yep. It and maybe it can be some kind of like Jungle Boy is no longer a boy. Um, I'm the man, Jack Perry, or you know what? Well, yeah, you can't say the man, but all of that was done without saying a single word. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone was standing there. He was ready to, you know, hear what Christian had to say and blam. And that, like you said, that was, that was a really, really good way to get uh, some sympathy on uh, jungle boy and get some heat on uh, Christian. So that's, that's making that part of the, of the card really start to, and again, like I was saying earlier, this revolution card, is coming together. They've got some nice matches scheduled for Rampage. They've got the um, next week. You'll you'll get the fourth team that's going to come into that that uh, four way dance. And I'm sure there's going to be some really cool stipulation matches because the, you know AEW is good at that. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Like you said, this is a great way to heat it up with not a word being said. Yeah. Uh, then we had the Wardlow Joe recap. Not much to say there. They just kind of talked about. Revolution match, so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. I think that's got enough heat. Just keep reminding us the way they're doing it. Uh, I think yep. it is the perfect way to do it. Then we've got our women's match for the night, the one and only that they only do every night. But anyway, uh, Soraya versus Sky Blue, decent match. There was a couple oofs in it where you can mm-hmm. tell they they didn't quite communicate or a little miscommunication. But I thought they did a good job of kind of making it just look good in the match. So I thought it was yep. it was fine. Um, Soraya gets the win with, uh, I forget what that submission hold she used, but that is an awesome hold. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Her, who, her moveset has gotten a lot better. Um, her cardio looks really good and her confidence seems yes. to be building and a confident Soraya with the backing of Tony and some good character development. Hmm. She's just, going to build and build and build and uh you know when when uh, her and hater come to blows oof, mm. that's going to be that's going to be a really really good match yeah yeah she hits her with whatever that finisher is and it was decent mm-hmm. and i and you said her uh her move set i like her better working as a heel i don't know whether I, I just the moves she's pulling out are very heelish yeah so they work better for this character i think yeah very very true yeah that's uh that's a that's that's a good um, a good way when you're watching wrestling to look at the the guys wearing the white hats and the guys wearing the black hats. How what is their move set? Are they cutting yep. corners? Are they a little stiffer? Are they uh, you know less wasted movement? Where you have the faces playing to the crowd and clapping in the corner, trying to get some momentum going, um, and Soraya is not doing any of that she looks she looks to tony for a little bit of acknowledgement and that is it 
Yeah. So uh, that's that's a that's <laughs> that's smart. That's a good way to look at it. Nice call. Yeah, I, it, it's funny. It's uh, one of those things I was thinking about. You and I should do a podcast on is the what wrestling is like the ins and out because we talk about mm-hmm. baby faces and we talk about heels. Uh, we talk about getting heat. We talk about kayfabe, the Iggy, all these other things. Um, you know, juicing the blade job. I'm like somebody who is picking up our podcast who's not a wrestling fan may have no yeah. idea what any of that means. And I was thinking to propose it to you that maybe one of our off cycle ones on when we just do a candid conversations instead of those, we'll do a, all right, here's an intro to what wrestling is. Here's, yeah. here's what you should look at in a story uh, as far as the um, ring work goes. Yeah. Here is, as uh, Michael Sidgwick calls it, the trifecta on, an, on, an, on a good show, the promo, yeah. the backstage segment, and the match. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, that'd be a good idea. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun episode. And, uh, Let's do it. I was just thinking about that. It'd be a cool way to, to kind of introduce more people into wrestling because yeah. uh, I do. I feel like we're on the cusp of like another Attitude Era 80s kind of wrestling boom. So it'd be mm-hmm. it'd be like one of those we could pin. Hey, if you're getting into wrestling, here's some yeah. of the things that you might hear about. Little so, Wrestling 101. Yeah, there you go. That's what we'll call it. Wrestling 101. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so match, match ends. Uh, she taps her out and they go get the spray paint. To do whatever, I hate the spray paint thing. But anyway, uh-huh. they're going to spray paint uh, sky blue. Out comes uh, Hater and DMD, and uh, they make the save. They come running out, and Hater hits the ring. What I did find interesting about this, maybe my imagination, but Britt Baker did not look like she was running as fast as uh, Hater, and kind of was like, oh, okay, I guess we'll help. Yeah. I still think there's a a heel turn coming for, and even in the promo later on. I've got some notes on like, if you watch that promo, well, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Yeah. So they come out, make the save, uh, the bad guys, um, uh, Tony storm and Soraya make the way up the ramp, running away as bad guys do. And out comes Ruby Soho. And you're like, Oh gosh, she's going to make her choice. And I love the fact that she's like, push them aside. I don't want anything to do with this feud. I don't care about this choice. Mm-hmm. I want that belt. I want that title yeah. belt. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, a wrestler who is going to stay out of a feud, but is has a goal and wants a title belt. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought that was a really good way to do that. Yeah, I think they're the way they're using Ruby finally is, you know, really really nice. They heated her up right when she got there. They threw her not threw her, but they hoisted her to the TBS title. They went through that whole thing. Her character looked really strong. Jade gets the win, and then every week that eight minutes of TV time that women get, which is usually like an hour and a half into AEW. This was, I think it was 124 in for, t- for this week. And now they're really starting to heat her up, making her look good. You know, I think she made a comment that I've bled for this company. Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah. And that, um, I think her and Hater will be a good match. Styles make fights and their body types are so different. And the speed in which they both move is so similar, though. Yep. Um, I think Hater's got, and I mean, Ruby may surprise us, but I think Hater's got a bigger move set just because of the way British wrestling is and how right. uh, much more technical they are. But I think it'll be a lot of fun because of what Ruby has learned, like her time on the indies, her stuff with uh, NXT. And then, you know, on the main roster with WWE 
and now everything that she's learning with Omega and the Bucks and stuff that with them being back, you can tell like everybody's slowly raising the bar. This is going to be a good one. I agree. Speaking of good ones, next we get Brian Danielson in the ring. Mm. He's in the ring. He's talking about how uh, MJF says he hates him, but he doesn't understand because MJF is the one that you know tried to break his best friend's arm, but MJF hates him. Yet MJF is the one who put a bounty on his head. Yet MJF hates him. Like he doesn't understand why MJF hates him when he should be hating MJF. And then he brings up, you know, he put Regal in the hospital and he goes through the whole thing and then hits MJF's music. Oh. And I don't know how this guy does this week in, week out. He cuts these promos and every time you just hate him more <laughs> and more and more. But oh, at the same man. time, you have sympathy for him. So it's weird. Yeah. So he, he cuts his promo and he comes out and he goes, you want to know why I hate you? I hate you because, uh, or you think it's I hate you because these fans think you're better than me. That's not it. I'll prove them wrong at Revolution. I hate you because you have a family. And I, everybody I've ever loved or trusted betrays me and walks away from me. He said, I, I've gone through, I've hated people, everybody. I found the woman of my dreams. I proposed to her and now she's even left me. And I hate uh, I hate that, so I hate everybody. The only thing that keeps me from eating a handful of pills and ending it all is this beautiful triple B, as he calls it, the uh, the Burberry. Uh, what is it? Burberry? Ah, I forget what he calls it, but yeah, his his Burberry Championship belt is the only thing keeping him from downing them pills and uh, and ending it all. And goes on to say how M, uh, how Danielson uh, has this big family and he takes them for granted, and he. Puts, he risks he risks his life to get in that ring because he has more concussions than anybody in the business. He's been on the ground foaming at his mouth because of all the concussions, and every time he gets in that ring, it could be another one. And he gets up to the ring, and he goes, I'm done talking to you. I want to talk to your kids. And oh he looks at the God. camera. He, I was just like, no. Oh, man. Daniel looks at the camera, like, no. and Daniel, yeah, Danielson's like, don't you bring up my kids, or I'm going to kick the shizit out of you. Like, I'm going to beat you down. Don't you talk about my kids. And he looks at the camera, and he goes, I forgot their names, but you know, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm sorry for what I'm doing to your daddy, but I'm going to break his arm so he can't play with you anymore, and I'm going to, you know, just beat him to a bloody mess. And as he's doing that, he's kind of walking to the ring, and he gets in the ring, and he goes, and then the other thing I'm going to do that you're going to thank me for is I'm going to put him, hit him in the head so hard that's going to give him early CTE. Oh, Danielson loses it, jumps him, and have probably one of the best brawls I've seen in pullaways. With, and I don't know if it was accidental or not, but so they brawl, they break them up, you know, security comes out, referees come out, then they brawl again. And I don't know why the image of MJF holding onto his shirt while they were pulling him apart, it was probably something stupid, maybe even accidental, but it was really effective for me. And I'm like, man, he really is trying to rip the clothes off him and beat the hell out of him. <laughs> well, finally, MJF gets out of the ring, Danielson rolls out of the ring, runs around the ring and hits him with one of the most beautiful. Mwah, chef kiss forearm shots I've seen to yeah. where I legit thought he knocked him out. Like the cell job from MJF was amazing. If he didn't legit get knocked out. Cause it looked like he knocked him the hell out with that shot, which I'm sure he didn't. And it's probably worked very well, mm -hmm. but, and then they go, you know, fades out and goes to commercial, but what a promo set. And then what a beatdown afterwards. Talk about flamethrower, you know, blue heat coming out of this one going into oh, a, a revolution for sure. Yeah, and and again, you know, you're you're getting the sympathy 
you're you know the crowd is like oh why would why would they do that to danielson he's he's the american dragon why would you do that to him he's the indie darling and don't talk about his kids and then at the same time you're like that sucks mjf lost his girl he wanted to marry her he wanted to have a family you know what that's right why is he doing this if every match could be his last one and he's got this family at home yeah so i mean as a fan you could be sitting there conflicted but then again you turn around and look around and you're like oh mjf is playing me he's playing me i know he's playing me and uh apparently you can't help it you can't help it yeah apparently the fiance story is real though i don't know i i don't know like they've both Mm-hmm. I've unfollowed each other on Twitter and no more pictures of the engagement. So who knows? Uh, it could be a work because MJF is that damn good. I'll say this MJF. If you ever listen to this, Hey, if that's really what happened, man, I'm sorry. And if the, yeah. if you legit are doing the pill thing, don't like you, it's not yeah. worth it. We had a big old mental health talk. Trust me. People in this world love you, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah. But on the flip side, you're a hell of a worker because I have a feeling you're working us all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love to hate you, but uh, I hope you're well. Yeah. And um, stay. I like how he stays in character no matter what. Yeah, no matter and what. He, I've seen him nice one time, and it was like just like a, a real quick one-off with a with a really young kid, and I was like, oh, yeah. wow. oh wait a minute, that's MJF. He's yeah, he's gonna put it, spit on the next person. Yeah. Oh, speaking of spit on, I left that out of the Yuta. Uh, Orange Cassidy match where he spit his gum. Yuta spits his gum out on Orange Cassidy. It sticks on his forehead. Did you catch that? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh man, so they I'm gonna get, have to go back and watch it. Yeah, they get into a like after. I think it was after doing the forearms to each other's faces. Uh, Yuta spits it, spits at him, and his gum literally hits Orange Cassidy right in his forehead and sticks there. And then Orange Cassidy spits back in his face, and finally the gum just kind of slides off his face. But I was just like, oh. oh. So anyway, yeah, back to nice. MJF. But yeah, I, I forgot about that spot. And you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty funny. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right i'll do it. sign up now and you'll get unlimited for 15 dollars a month in six months of paramount plus essential plan on us mintmobile.com slash switch upfront payment of 45 dollars, equivalent to 15 dollars per month unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month face lower speeds videos at 480p active mint customers by 531 24 get six months of paramount plus essential plan auto renews after six months offer ends may 31st 2024 separate paramount plus registration required terms and conditions apply if rated pg um I'm go back and look at that now yeah that's pretty good I don't want to gloss over that Danielson MJF brawl was great. And and it was only like seven or eight minutes long. It yep. wasn't this like long drawn out. Oh my God. Picture and picture commercial, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was to the point. It made sense. It um, filled in some blanks in the story by their feuding, why there's so much hatred. And then, you know, the kind of the almost swerve is, He's like, I don't hate you because you're better than me. I'll I'll show you at at Revolution, and how how he's going to show us 
is probably just as interesting is how we're getting there and yep. how this match is going to unfold because of the the you know the prowess that we all know Danielson to have and MJF you know he had nine matches last year and he's only had a couple this year and you know it's uh man it's it's going to be interesting and like you said as they broke everybody up normally when you see you know when they get they start scrapping in the ring that it's a couple of big dudes and right. security can only do so much so security gets thrown around they collide again security gets thrown around and then the boys come out from the back you know these two are just a couple of 200 pounders 215 on uh for MJF and Danielson is you know 190 probably it was something else when he when he came around the ring and kind of like crouched down and and uh, nailed him Jeez. i was like this that's going to leave a mark so we go to the back uh, with Hater, and uh, she's talking about how uh, Soraya has come back, and she's performed well, and you know she wants a title shot, and Soho is is also in the running for title shot, so she's just going to fight them both, and it's a triple threat for Revolution, which uh, yeah, cool. I think it's a be good match. What I found interesting sure. about this whole promo though was Britt fa- Brit Baker's facials in the background. There were things like Hater would say something, she'd kind of shoot her this look like what. Like when she said mm-hmm. they deserve the title shot, she almost had this look like, like, I don't like, wait a minute. So I still think there's, that's AEW, man. There's stuff in that background that you can't overlook. Uh, next we had the tag team battle Royal. Yeah. This was just a big mess for me. I didn't get a whole lot out of this couple of cool spots, uh, where Roosh got eliminated by Phoenix running along the top rope and soccer kicking him. Yeah. Um, the butcher looked pretty strong in it, but they usually look strong in these, uh yeah, I didn't have a lot to say. Trenton and Jeff Jarrett and Lethal were your final three. And there was a couple things with Satnam saving um Jeff Jarrett and Lethal by, you know, he knocks them off and he puts them both in, yeah, and catches them and pushes them back the in the time. ring. And then Trent gets eliminated, but Orange Cashley saves him by putting him on his shoulders. Yeah. Then he eliminates Jay Lethal. Then Jeff Jarrett gets eliminated, but Satnam catches him and kind of carries him around like a baby, which I thought was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. And then like throws him back in the ring uh, just for him to eliminate Trent. So Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are going to the uh, tag team match. Yeah, I didn't get a whole lot out of this. It was yeah. it was it was jumbled. It was kind of hard to watch. I think they had like three commercial breaks in it or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it was too many people in the ring because you could tell there were spots they were trying to set up. Mm-hmm. that faltered like especially with uh penta there was one spot where it looked like he was supposed to do something with preston and roosh and it just didn't work right and there was another spot where he had to tell somebody to get out of his way to do something so there were just things i i like the idea of a tag team battle royal i just it doesn't quite work yeah. I, it's just too many people and yeah, i know that- the royal rumble's 30 people but AEW tries to like put these big spots in there instead of just yeah. punch punch throw over the top rope I just, yeah, it was, it was clunky to me and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. It was probably my low light and my low spot of the night. Yeah. Once it cut to the first commercial, when it was pitcher and pitcher, I started fast forwarding Yep. and noticed that JAS, they stayed outside the ring, you know, and on the onset and I'm like, so they're going to build something. Um, I was trying to figure out who they were going to try and build with and that didn't even like, nope. It didn't correlate once when everybody, you know, like people were getting eliminated. And when Trent 
eliminated, or I'm sorry, when Del J thought he eliminated Trent the first time, he started doing his little strut. Yeah. And, you know, he skinned the cat, comes back around, and, uh, you know, hits him with the stroke again and all this other stuff. I was just like, you know, Satnam being out there. And, like, if you were looking, the dang ring was to, like, the middle of his thighs. This dude is this massive. Is so big. And yeah, um, it's crazy. I vaguely remember seeing him in the ring at one of the shows. I think it was at Daly's place. And I've seen Andre the Giant in person. And um, I was a little bit farther away when I saw Andre. But seeing this guy, it's like it's hard to explain the size yeah. in relation to other wrestlers. And other wrestlers are relatively big dudes. Yep. And then, you know, obviously you have some of the Yeah, like Jeff Jarrett's six foot something. Bit, yeah. And um, he is ginormous. And like you said, he's walking around carrying Double J around. <laughs> yeah, like a baby. So, yeah. My baby. Yeah. Uh, I will so say, I think good, the one. Good, high... yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, I'm happy for, uh, you know, I, I'm a big uh, Machismo J Lethal fan. So good for him, even in this current uh, current character. I was trying to figure out what they were doing with uh, Briscoe. Because he came out and, you know, he was kind of flying around the ring. So I'm not sure exactly. I was what, just going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that so, was actually my highlight. I thought that was funny as yeah, hell. Like yeah. I, all the noises <laughs> he makes. <laughs> so I think he was supposed to come out and attack. Like, so this is part of where some of the clunkiness came in. I think he was supposed mm-hmm. to come out as soon as Josh Woods got involved and break that up. But I think he was late. So he comes out and he runs right past Josh Woods like he didn't see him. Yeah. Run, runs around the ring. Grabs Mark Sterling and you can hear him go, "Where is he?" And Mark Sterling's like behind <laughs> you, and he turns around and starts beating him up. So I just, I don't know if he planned that or not, but I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. pretty funny. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I yeah. can't wait to see what he's doing. Yeah, I, to me, that character, who he, like, what he's portraying, um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. How they're going to package him? Is he going to, you know, carry a title? Is he, you know, is he going to be an upper mid card guy? to uh you know look good on tv but man right now <laughs> just like how loud he is and everything he's doing yep. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that character i'd like to see him beat claudio for the ring of honor championship wow one i think that'd be a fun match and yeah. two i think that'd be kind of a neat thing to give him because he never won a singles match in oh, ring of yeah. honor he's only ever won tag team his brother won the singles match yeah his brother, I That's think, a was a Grand point. Slam champion. So it would be kind of cool yeah. to get, you know, set him up to win that. Yeah. I'd be yeah, curious I'm, if yeah, I'm in the that. Ring of Honor thing, they do like a tournament or mm-hmm. like I, I'm actually really looking forward to Ring of Honor because it's not often you see a, well, I say this, but now we've seen it twice, but it's mm-hmm. not often you see a wrestling company start from scratch. But we literally just watched AEW do it. So. Right. But I'm curious what they're going to do with Ring of Honor. So um, I think they start. I think they started taping. I think they start airing in March too. So March is going to be a big month for AEW. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming in. It's yeah. That'll be a pretty big month. Yeah. It's interesting timing too, with uh, the road to WrestleMania, everybody's focused on that. You're coming out of revolution. Yep. You, um, they make an announcement here a little bit later on in the show. Uh, AEW is really diversifying and, and con has got, con's got a lot of, uh, you know, fires burning. And then to add, what uh, Ring of Honor is going to bring, and not only just Ring of Honor, but their library, and right. being able to, and I like to just sit down and watch 
uh, some old wrestling matches and Same stuff. Here. And, and the the stories that are going to be told in the ring on some of the old Ring of Honor uh, shows and to see where all of those uh, wrestlers are now. You know, most of them are either headlining AEW, New Japan, or uh, WWE. So it's like, yep. um, it, it's going to be exciting. Uh, did you see CM Punk popped up at New Japan? I did. I've only I heard did. a he couple of crowd. network. Uh, yep. I've only heard a couple of uh, articles talked about it. Uh, the uh, reporter talked about it. I was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. And yeah. like you had alluded to the uh, the best in the world thing. So that'll yep. be that'll be fun. What, what comes? Yeah, up. there's been a couple little hints that, again, could be reading too much into. But with mm-hmm. AEW, I never feel like that's a that's a thing. Like I think you're allowed to read into everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, so many possibilities with with Tony Khan's brain and his tablet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, Battle Royal ends. We get a House of Black promo in the back. Mm. Uh, cool thing, whatever. They're gonna do a face to face meeting with the Elite on Rampage and probably set up the match for Revolution. I would assume. Yeah. Which, whew, that's gonna be a good one. I am in. I am in. Yeah, definitely in. Then we get Tony Khan's uh, important announcement. And he was on screen, which usually he doesn't do, which was kind of cool. Talks about his important announcement and hands mm-hmm. it off to Adam Cole to make the announcement. Cool. Uh, and it, it is AEW All Access coming in March. It'll be an hour show after Dynamite. And um, from what I understand, it's going to be like a reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am envisioning something like those road to WrestleManias that WWE does where they do the backstage and they show the guys getting ready. And I'm envisioning something like that where they're going through their training. Um, and maybe something along the lines of BTE too. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm in for it. I'll, I'll set it up to record. Yeah. Uh, it's another hour. Well, I don't want to say it's out of wrestling because it doesn't sound like there's any wrestling on it. It sounds like it's just going to be kind of behind the scenes stuff, Yeah, which is cool too. I, I like that kind of stuff. And, um, I, I'm one of those guys that watches BTE every Monday because I, I like to see the, the young bucks and what they do. And so, yeah, I know there's a lot of discord all over the Twitter sphere about, well, that wasn't an important announcement. I'm like, it's yeah, pretty important announcement. Like, oh, yeah, it's a lot I mean, to do with like the growth of the company. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, you've got as AEW, that library is slowly growing. You've got all of the dark stuff and you know little by little there's there's so many of their characters over the last couple of years that they could build some uh, really cool documentaries whether it's with eddie kingston you know like yep. even during the um, covid era how you know they would come out and they would talk to the crowd and they would do all these really really cool things even under all of the restrictions that they were you know that they were doing and now you have this all access and, you know, we follow them on social media and, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm flipping through no shave man cave, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or uh, Twitter or, you know, flipping around on our YouTube channel and I'm watching what they're doing anyway. So right. now to see this product and I don't think it'll be me personally, I don't think it'll be an overproduced product like uh, the divas. Divas right, was, no, or, I don't either. Um, I think it'll be like what you said, you know, some of the vignettes, like the 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 true story of 
WrestleMania right. or the true story of whatever, and they're going to follow like how uh, they had Adam Cole, baby, and uh, DMD, you know, real life couple, you know, they the the struggles that they had when he was with NXT and she was doing um, school and dentistry. I think she was in Pittsburgh and wrestling. Yep. And he was in Florida, and now they're under one roof and all that. that I, that's going to be interesting. I think it'll be enjoyable. Was it the announcement that I was hoping for? No. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that they didn't announce. All right. Uh, since we have the all Atlantic title, we're going to go ahead and bust out the all Pacific title. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't, I, I think they have enough titles because they're, they're bringing out all of the ring of honor titles and you know, they've got enough titles on the uh, regular AEW roster. Yeah, I agree. I mean, everybody, some people were speculating forbidden door two, but I think that's coming anyway. I don't think yeah. that's going to be a big, I mean, that'll be an announcement. I, yeah. My guess is they're going to announce that during Revolution. They'll drop mm-hmm. it like, "Hey, Forbidden Door Two, by the way, I'd like to go." So we need to figure out where it is. It's it, it it's got to be a tradition now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that I don't didn't like Chicago, but um, hopefully they have it in another venue, and uh, you know we'll host we'll host a uh, no shave man cave thing. <laughs> the other thing that came out of that is the TBS exec. Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, released the thing saying that uh, AEW brings 4 million viewers to TBS. That's quite a number. And I've seen Twitter go back and forth on it. Oh, it's fake. But I don't... So Warner Brothers and Time Warner have the data that the Nielsen Raiders don't, right? So the Nielsen rating is TV, live TV. 4 million could actually be possible. If it, it depends on what they're tracking. Are they tracking every second that people just flip through the channel? Are they tracking full watching? My guess is they're tracking DVR. They're tracking how many times you watch it on your DVR. They're tracking probably a lot of statistics the Nielsen ratings don't pick up. Whether or not I think it's actually 4 million, I'm not sure. But I bet it's higher than what you're seeing in the Nielsen ratings. Because I think the Nielsen ratings personally are a little antiquated and old. Because not many of us have... I don't have live TV. I stream everything. No, that's not true. I have streaming Xfinity, but... I DVR it all. I don't watch it live except for Rampage or except for Dynamite. I pretty much just record everything else and kind of watch it a little later. So yeah. uh, it was just an interesting number. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. My, my yeah, opinion on number the number million. Yeah. Like you mentioned it and you know, now, now here we are, I'll watch Monday night raw. I watch it live and then I probably watch it two more times stream, you know, on my, yep. my DVR. Um, dynamite i'll usually watch half of it and then uh the following day i'll get up and watch the rest of it and then i'll watch it again um in total same thing with raw raw i'll usually watch it all the way through then watch it saturday morning and then rampage um, i usually watch it and then fast forward through the commercials and stuff so I mean, if if um, if that's how Warner Brothers, Warner Discovery are catching it, um, you know, I'm counting two or three. For, right. You know, so, yeah. And, and to be fair, so that we don't get called out for favoring AEW too much, if that's really what they're tracking on, then I would say that WWE is probably in the eight to 10 million views, like realistically, yeah. you know, or 30 even. Like they're, they're, they're really high. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no arguing. There's no 
if fans are butts about it. I love AEW. I'm a AEW fan. WWE beats them in the ratings. It's going to happen. Yep. They've been around for 20 something years. AEW's been around for four. Yeah. It's a long I'm, time to play catch up. Yeah. I'm programmed to watch Monday and Friday. I, I just yep. have to. I don't know why. It's yep. Tablaw's theory. I hear the bell. I start to drool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you and, are watching live. Like, I was, I was reading through Twitter today. I'm, we're going off on a tangent, but that's what we do on this show. I was, I was reading through Twitter today and, I found myself getting angry at like some of these people that tweet about how AEW, uh, the ratings are shit and AEW this. And and then they're showing Mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, these guys can't wrestle. And they pick these clips of horrible wrestling and all this. And I'm just like, yeah, but the company's only been around four years. They have broken a million a few times. Yes. They're not steadily there, but at the same time, like they showed like botches and all this stuff that these wrestlers are dangerous. And I'm like, did you guys not watch some of the botches in Elimination Chamber or some of the botches at Royal Rumble? Like, it happens everywhere. Right. And I think I even tweeted out, like, I've realized that wrestling Twitter is like American politics. It's if you don't like, a Re- if you're a Republican, the Democrats hate you and you're racist and you're sexist. If you're a Democrat, Republicans think you're an elite. You know, it's just this, yeah. this crazy thing in America and the divide with politics, I feel like, is on wrestling Twitter. And my thing is, <laughs> I like it all. I, I don't yeah. care. Like... Yes, there are things that AEW screws up on, but there's things that WWE screws up on too. Yeah, there's been 20 years of them not being able to book a show that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I went off on my tangent. I just I got frustrated today, and I I was like, I'm gonna unfollow all these people. I'm like, no, that's stupid. Like they're allowed yeah. their opinion. I, I shouldn't let it affect me. Yeah. But it was it was just frustrating because they're like they're so angry. And don't want to look at the other side of any of it. And it's just their way or no way. And I just don't, people that live their way, I, I don't understand. Like, you're just miserable all your life. Like, what's the point? So, sorry. Yeah, it, off on my, yeah. I'll, I'll get off my soapbox in my tangent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I like to watch, I like to watch things kind of unravel and uh, someone make a comment, drop a couple F bombs right there on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, time to keep moving. But yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I think, uh, you know, some of the toxicity, you know, you, you hear um, Rhea Ripley. She's like, no, I'm, I'm in for it. I think that's funny. You know, say whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, there are there are some uh, interesting views on, you know, one company or the other. And, um, you know, I like coffee. I don't have a particular brand. I, uh, I just yeah. like coffee, just like I want, like wrestling. And uh, sometimes I have cream in it. Sometimes I don't. And I am in for it. So let's yep. uh, let's. Rasp. That's like me with bourbon. I like bourbon. Ooh. I drink Buffalo Trace. I drink mm. Russells. Mm-hmm. I drink Blue Blue Label uh, Jack Daniels. Ooh. I drink or Blue Label uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah. I'll drink Jack Daniels. I'll drink whatever. I like bourbon. I'm not going to get pissed if you come to my house with a different bourbon that I don't drink and yeah. tell you to get out of my house and that you're stupid or you don't <laughs> know what you like. You're yeah. allowed to like something else. So. Yeah. Anyway, in a bourbon, man. Oh man, I can't wait. You got what? I uh, uh, six. Well, I decided uh, I'm going to go to the third. So for okay. for those of you who uh, weren't following, I decided to stop drinking uh, for a little bit, starting on the first of February. I slipped up on the third, and uh, so I'm going to go through to uh, March third, and uh, I've got a, a couple of bottles that I'm going to sample um, as soon as it hits. I got a bottle of Blue Note. And I got some uh, Angel's Envy that I'm super excited about. Ooh. And then I got some Forrester 1910. So I've never had that before. So I'm looking forward to it. I've got and some of that Buffalo Trace here at the house. One more bottle. I am 
I really appreciate the advice. You haven't uh, you haven't steered me wrong yet. So yeah, I need to get hold of some Buffalo Trace. If anyone knows in the greater uh, Jacksonville area, feel free to hit me up on No Shave Man Caves. <laughs> well, that, that being said, uh, if you want to come over for a revolution, we'll crack open the Buffalo Trace, and uh, we what? can drink you it got here. Some? Yeah, yeah, I got some at the house. Oh, dude, I didn't know that. I thought. Yeah, I ended up getting a little bottle of the Buffalo Trace coffee, um, liqueur, the cream. I didn't. Uh, oh yeah, no, hell yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got, uh, I got some Buffalo Trace. I got that Russell's uh, fifteen year you told me to get. Ooh, I've got nice. that. Uh, I picked up some Johnny Walker Black, cool. and I think that's all I got. That's new. Uh, Amy got some Shambora, which is like a raspberry liqueur. Oh, wow. and she got. Something else, very fruity, sweet tasting, cool. and then we got some sour mix. So I've I've been making whiskey sours. Oh, <laughs> I've been I've been sipping, and enjoying those the past couple of days. Oh man! As much as I'm a a uh, old fashioned fan, I've been enjoying those a little oh, bit. Oh man, I love some old fashioned. Oh, that was the other thing I got. I got some brown sugar cinnamon bourbon, mm. and it's interesting. It's almost like maple syrup flavored mm. bourbon. It's got the little yeah. burn, but it's really yeah. sweet. And I made yeah, Nom, a Knob Creek has a uh, maple flavored one that's not too bad. Oh, okay. Maybe it was no, it wasn't Knob Creek. I don't remember who it was, but uh, I used it in a uh, old fashioned, mm. and it was too sweet for the old fashioned. But um, okay. I think I want to try it in a whiskey sour because I bet that cool. sweet and sour will be really good together. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a hold. Of, I've been. I've gone to buy vermouth a couple of times, and I keep meaning to buy sweet vermouth, and I keep buying dry. So I finally went and got some sweet vermouth to uh, make some Manhattans when I'm. Uh, Ah, wagon, so. I'm still trying to convince Amy to let me get one of them barista things so I can just oh, hit the button yeah. and make my old fashions or my, uh, yeah, you know, That's although, cool. you know, sponsors barista, if you're listening, if you want to hook me hey, up with one, I'll free. review it on the show. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> one more bottle, uh, we can duet something. I'm, I'm in man. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, we totally need to go through the main event now. <laughs> All right. So we, <laughs> we we're back from commercial. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yep. Yeah, so main event Moxley versus, you know, uh, I will say this is probably one of the better outings I've seen of Evil yeah. Uno uh, in AEW. Uh, came out very aggressive. Um, you know, beat the crap out of Moxley right, right off the bat. Did this yeah, amazing cannonball, plancha, whatever you want to call it, from the top rope to Moxley on the outside. Uh, roll back in the ring, and Moxley kind of rolls back out the other side. So Uno chases him, and Moxley just drives his head into the into the uh, steel steps. Then ends up giving him the old Rollins stomp into the steps. Mm-hmm. And at this point, yep, here comes the blood. Uh, oh, Uno's man. bleeding pretty good like, through his mask. I was like, dude has a mask on and oh. he's freaking busted open. And um, and I've watched a few evil Uno matches like in his previous life. And I don't, I never saw him like the ones that I watched. I don't remember watching him fly around like that. And uh, yeah, like, me neither. like we were talking about before, he's cut a few LBs too. So, I mean, that may be um, so kudos to uh, Mox and uh, Evil Uno for having trust in each other and trusting their their bodies with one another and uh, really put on a good showing. And it, it wasn't and I'm I'm not a big blood blood fan like a lot of you already know, but it wasn't. I mean, it was there was a decent amount of blood, but it wasn't like. I didn't feel like for the story and for the match, I didn't feel like it was unnecessary. If that makes sense. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, my, my 
issue with it is though, I feel like Moxley every time he's on TV, he's got to bleed now, and yeah. he got away from it for a while. So when it did happen, the one time when he's back, I'm oh okay. But now I feel like they're overdoing it again. So that was my mm-hmm. only thing. And I and I like the blood. I, I don't mind it. I think it's cool. I was like, mm-hmm. I love blood, gore everywhere. Cool. But uh, yeah, it's, I just feel like every, e- even this match, at the end of it, he, he gets bloody. And I'm like, why? What was the point? Yeah. But anyway, so uh, busts him open. They get back in the ring. Uno gets back in control. Hits Mox with two beautiful looking pile drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, the first one, I thought he broke his neck. He timed that so perfectly. Yeah. The way I, I just the the tuck of the chin at the last minute was amazing on Moxley's part, um, but uh, hits the second one. Mox kind of rolls up. You know, uh, easy for me to say. Evil Uno stands up, and Mox gets up behind him, gets the choke on him, and basically chokes him out. But as he's choking him, the blood's like splurting out of his yeah. face mask and just pouring all over the place, almost like he was squeezing it out of him. It was it was pretty gnarly to look at. It was pretty cool. Uh, Uno goes out, match ends, uh, short match. I think it was only eight minutes or so. Yeah, and, that, was, uh, that was my other thing. Like, you know, if it's your main event, and I think, you know, like watching the the tag team uh, battle royal, that I think that went a little over. Yep. Um, they rushed through, rushed through the women's match. That's why I think some of those slip-ups were. And, you know, it wasn't like, and that the segment before with Renee in the back, I was like, I mean, we could have done without that, but right. Uh, and then yeah, Ricky, it definitely suffered Ricky and from Jericho went a little bit long, but yeah, was, and, and that's what I wonder. Like, I wonder if things went a little long in the show that made them kind of yeah tighten up some things. But the match was good; I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uno goes out, Mox refuses to release it, so Dark Order comes out, Silver and um, uh, Reynolds, and Johnny Hungy comes running out. They put the beating <laughs> on Mox. Then Claudio and Yuta come out, and then Hangman hits the hits the ring and goes right after Moxley, and then punches him a bunch, and then reaches in his pocket and pulls out a barbed wire wrap that he puts around his fist and just busts Moxley wide open. Moxley rolls out of the ring, beats him down. Roxley rolls back. Pause. Rewind. Start. Moxley rolls back into the ring, and uh, Hangman sets up for the hang, uh, the uh, buckshot lariat. Jumps in, does it, and Moxley rolls out and runs up the up the ramp, just bleeding everywhere. So, and that's how we go off the air. Is, is Moxley sitting on the ramp and, and Hangman in the in the uh, ring, setting up their uh, death match, which whew, Texas death match is going to be a good one. Yeah, it's it's going to be one that you're probably going to want to watch through your fingers, there, Jared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, just, I'll take your word for it. But the um, the coming out of dynamite. The uh, the matches that we're going to see for Rampage are going to be Archer is going to uh, is to, is going to make a sighting. So mm-hmm. he was on he was on recently on a couple of shows, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm not sure what I did to upset everybody, but uh, you know, you guys know that I wrestle here." So I thought <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so you have Action and Dreddy who will be uh, going against Sammy Guevara. So that should be a lot of fun. Those yep. guys are going to be flying around. Um, Aussie Open has made their way from New Japan, and they'll be going against the Young Bucks. So that, That's... I think, will be uh, really fun. Uh, Willow Nightingale, who's one of the newer signees with AEW, she did some stuff um, on the indies. And it wasn't... Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor, there you go. Uh, yep. So she's... 
So she's going against Tony Storm. So that that's going to be something. And um, like I said, Lance Archer is going to be on, but they haven't said who he's going to be going against. Um, but I I'm interested to see what they're going to do with with um, Dustin and Keith Lee. Yeah. Going forward, and you know how they're going to keep building that site. So it could be something for um, revolutions. But yeah, yeah, great, great card stacking up to be, uh, you know, looking like it's going to be something Friday night on TNT. So dynamite, what's your final beard rating? How'd you like it? What's your overall Man, four beards? It was four strong. Beards? I yep. really, really, really enjoyed it. The commentary was great. Um, the action was balanced. I liked, I didn't like the length of the match and how long they waited to have a women's match and the fact that they only had one. I didn't like any of that. But the fact that you had you got to see Ruby Soho, you got to see Hater, you got to see DMD, you got to see Soraya, there was one other one, and then the uh, other young lady that was in there getting getting thrown around Sky by Soraya. So, I mean, what's up? Sky Blue. Sky Blue, sorry. So, I mean, you got they got TV time. I just wish the match would have been a little bit longer. But it went on in the it, first hour, it, though, didn't it? Uh, it was. I, I thought it was, was in the first hour. Oh, I thought it was just at twenty-one. Maybe I was wrong. I don't remember. Yeah, I'll go back <laughs> and look. I'm. I may have uh, had my looked at the timer wrong, but I was just like, man. And then when the main event came on, I'm like, why? And then the main, the main. So the main event comes on really late, goes really short, and then they do all this other stuff at the end yep. of the match. I'm like, you could have. But I get it, you know, well, they're building. I mean, I really would Uno and Mox go 15 minutes. I, I think it was a good amount of time. I think eight. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm right along with you. I, I, I go I go four beards also. Uh, I think we're tied this week with the same yeah. same rankings for both. Yeah. Um, for for Monday night and for this. Although I think I might have been a little behind you on Monday no, night because I, I was really bored with the show. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm up by half a beard. Yeah. Um, on, um, Monday night, but I am stoked for what Friday night is going to bring. Yes. Uh, some of the Twitter and social media stuff, some of the rumors, what's going on. Um, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really, really excited for uh, Friday night Smackdowns. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our dynamite review. I want to thank every single one of you that listen to this podcast, uh, whether you're new to it, whether you're old to it, we appreciate it. Please, please, please go onto that iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Give us feedback on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter, No Shave Man Cave. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. That's the only way we're going to grow and get better. And uh, now it's time for Jared to do his uh, signature sign-off. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Appreciate everybody. Like uh, JT was saying, thank you to the ACAST family for uh, you know helping us get to where we're at. To that New York, uh, New York podcast network is just you know the vote of your confidence. Really, really appreciate it. So uh, I'm Ellie Jair. This is Jay Tilly. Appreciate all of you being here, listening to our Dynamite review. Stay safe, look out for one another, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. 
We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.